Hello and welcome back to the Dear Self with Love podcast. My name is Jenna and I'm your host. If you are tuning back in, thank you so much for being here and returning to this space. And if it's your first time you are here, welcome. This is a space, a podcast that talks about the relationship that matters the most, the one that you have with yourself. We talk about themes of how to understand yourself deeper, how to practice more self-love, how to self-reflect and really sit with all the parts of you that make you you. In this episode, you're here for a very special part of a mini-series that I'm doing in conjunction with an archival sale. Uh, Back in 2020 and 2021, I ran a three-month program that was teaching and certifying life coaches in neuro-linguistic programming, time techniques, hypnosis, life and success coaching, amongst other things, all things that were really powerfully rooted in the subconscious mind. And that program has since been turned into a self-study. It's no longer a certification program, but it's all the knowledge that I just wanted to share with people um, on a more... uh, human level, something that you can use in your own life with yourself and your self-love practices or developing your communication skills to be able to uh, work with your kids in a different way, communicate with your kids in a different way, uh, for parents, uh, for creatives to be able to use it in your art practices um, and really be able to just move through it at your own pace. But it consists of all of the live lessons, the audio learnings, and the manuals and workbooks from the live rounds. And I'm offering it up at the deepest discount it's ever been uh, from now until May 31st before it goes into the vault forever. I am clearing space energetically and retiring a lot of my products to create room for the next chapter that I'm going into. So in order to invite you into this opportunity, I am giving little clips and examples on the podcast to share more about uh, this magic and give you a little preview into the portal. So uh, on this episode, we are going to dive into the prime directives of the unconscious mind. Um, This one is really full. I remember when I was first going through this list in my training and I was learning it for the first time, like this list alone just completely shifted my reality and made me do so many things differently, see things so much differently, like communicate differently. It was aha moment after aha moment, and that's what I want to share with you today. So please sit back, relax, enjoy this episode, enjoy this clip, And you're going to want to either write some things down or re-listen to this one because there's so many golden nuggets in here. And I really think it's going to be a resource that you can keep coming back to. This is the first time I've ever shared this like this, this publicly. So thank you for being here. Thank you for receiving it. And last but not least, we're going to wrap up today's audio learning with the prime directives of the unconscious mind, which is a powerful list of all the different ways that your subconscious mind is working for you and with you. 
and when you understand them, you can incorporate that into your life and use these to your advantage. Uh, a lot of people don't even know that the subconscious mind is doing what it's doing for them behind the scenes. So by bringing this to your awareness, you're going to have so much extra information to incorporate into your life on a day-to-day -day basis. You can find this list in your workbook this week and follow along. So I'm going to read through them. Uh, some of them I'll expand upon. Some are really self-explanatory, but we'll dive in and then that's going to wrap up our first audio learning. So number one, your unconscious mind's job, number one job is to preserve the body. And we'll do whatever it needs to do in order to preserve the body. All of the bodily functions that you don't always have to think about. Uh, you don't think about chewing or swallowing and all the different things as the food moves down your esophagus and into your stomach and then into your intestines and then leaves your body. You don't think about that, right? Your subconscious mind is preserving the body. Number two, it's also running the body. And it has a blueprint of the body as it is now and of the body in perfect health. So it is able to recognize where the body's at now in relationship to what the body would be like if it was in perfect health. So as the subconscious mind is taking care of the body, it also is in charge of storing memories. So number three is stores memories. This is also uh, temporal memories and atemporal memories. So in relationship to time and not in relationship to time. And we'll get more into this with time techniques when we look at how we store memories on our timeline, our subconscious timeline of all of the different experiences that we've had both in this lifetime and in our uh, past lives and generational lifetimes. Moving on to number four, your unconscious mind is the domain of all emotions. And number five, organizes all memories. This means that these memories that are stored in that temporal and atemporal place along the timeline actually create what we call gestalt on the timeline. So when you have a major emotional event, a significant event, it's linked to a memory, a gestalt is formed. And then this gestalt informs, like let's use anger for example. The first time you experience anger, you have this first significant emotional event of anger on your timeline. And then the next time you experience anger, it's actually informed by the first time you experience anger and so on and so on. So I like to think of gestalt as these pearls so you start to think of a pearl necklace being formed based on each emotion, based on each decision, based on each belief. There's these long gestalts that are formed and feed into a larger part of your system. So your unconscious mind is responsible for organizing all of those. Number six, it will also repress memories with unresolved negative emotions for your protection. And then seven, it'll present these repressed memories for resolution so that you can release these emotions. Now, the ironic thing about this is that it will save what you need to process or release. It will repress it until it thinks you're ready. And that is not as logical as it sounds. So let's say you're about to 
go on stage and give a TED talk. And right before you go on stage, you have this memory come up of the talent show in third grade when a tomato was thrown at you on the stage. And for whatever reason, your subconscious mind repressed that memory to protect you because it was so painful. And it's just bringing it up to the surface now because it's thinking, oh my gosh, here we go. This is our chance to do it differently, to resolve it. Let's bring it up now so those emotions can move and they can be released. And that doesn't feel too great, right? Like you don't want to be thinking of that time in third grade at the talent show right before you're giving your TED talk. But that's how the subconscious mind thinks about it. This is also why you hear uh, oftentimes people will have repressed memories come up um, when they hit their, their 20s or their like late teens. They'll have certain memories come up because the subconscious mind thinks that it's ready as this adult, as this grown-up individual, it's ready to resolve them. It's ready to work through them. So if you've ever had a random memory come out of thin air where it's like, what is going on? Like, how am I just remembering that now? Your subconscious mind stores all these re memories, remember? And it's not always in relationship to time. But it does have a category. It does have a filing system of every single thing that's happened to you, all of your memories, all of the conversations that ever happened around you, and it does what it needs to do in order to um, filter that out for you. Remember, the 126 bits feeds into this. So when you have a memory pop up, that's your subconscious mind working with you, telling you that it loves you, telling you like, okay, now's a great time to resolve it, even if it feels like now is not the right time. This happens in relationships where sometimes we'll have big relationship things pop up and all of a sudden all of our daddy issues will rise to the surface or all of our mommy issues will rise to the surface, right? Can you relate to this? And this is your unconscious mind, your unconscious preservation of repressing those memories for your protection and then presenting them for resolution when it thinks it's ready. I know I've worked with clients who have uncovered some pretty big stuff in our sessions and with the techniques that we have, with the tools that we have, they weren't trying to uncover what they uncovered. They were actually trying to do something else and then something would pop up and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that was such a thing holding me back. I didn't even realize that was such a significant part of my life. Uh, I had no idea. Um, and that's because it's buried so deep down and so far away from your 126 bits at that moment that uh, it makes sense that it surprises you. And it makes sense that then it's an emotional release because that surprise also comes with the emotions that were being rep repressed along with it so that it can move through them and clear space. Number eight, your unconscious mind is symbolic and will use and respond to symbols very well. This also means metaphors. So we will spend time learning about metaphors during our time together because we want to learn how to work with the subconscious mind, both for ourselves and with our clients. And every time you're telling a story, whether that's um, to a friend or to social media, the person on the other side their subconscious mind is taking your story as a symbolism, as a metaphor for their own life every single time. 
everything that you're talking about is constantly being filtered in for that other person through their 126 bits. That metaphor is being broken down, deleted, distorted, and generalized into their 126 bits that works with their belief system that hits home with their value system. So you can use this symbol, this metaphor, uh, strategy of being able to communicate with the subconscious mind in a very, very powerful way. Number nine, your subconscious mind takes everything personally. This means that the basis of perception is projection. This also means that if you are a gossiper, every time you gossip about someone else, you're actually gossiping about yourself. Your subconscious mind will think that you're talking about yourself. So, it's important to remember to be kind with our language and our words because our subconscious mind is always listening. Number 10, your unconscious mind will always work on the principle of least effort. This means it will do what it needs to do to take the path of least resistance. This one is powerful when thinking about habit building and why we fall into the habits that we fall into and why when we want to create a new habit, it takes some conscious effort because we're so tempted to go back towards the path of least resistance. But we'll learn that there are so many ways of how to be able to make this work for us, to make that path of least resistance uh, very possible when installing new habits and effortless, knowing that we can take all of these prime directives and use them to our advantage. Number 11, your unconscious mind does not process negatives. So when I say, don't think of a blue tree, you probably think of a blue tree because the don't is negated and taken out of the scenario of your unconscious mind in that sentence structure and automatically a blue tree is being placed in your mind. You have a picture of a blue tree. So when you are talking to a child at the pool and you're saying, don't run, that actually puts an image of running in their mind. But if you say, please walk, that puts an image of walking in their mind. This is why you can also say, please be quiet instead of don't be loud, right? It works with the auditory as well. It can uh, not just impact the pictures that you're placing in someone's mind, but it can impact the sounds and the auditory uh, that you are placing in their mind. So words like don't, can't, won't, shouldn't are always negated because the unconscious mind is unable to process those negatives. Number 12, may keep the repressed emotions repressed for protection. So like we said earlier on, higher up on this list, um, those negative emotions are being repressed for your protection. It didn't think that you could solve what you now have the tools to solve at this age, at this later age, at this later time. So it's always working with you and it's not trying to um, do this out of a cruel joke to throw this scary, sad memory in your face right before your TED talk. It's been doing this for your protection and when something bubbles up for you, you can actually celebrate that and be really excited about that because that means that 
your subconscious mind is working with you and it means that it doesn't feel like it needs to protect you in this department anymore and that you're ready to resolve it. So whenever something bubbles up and you have this, oh, I always feel like I'm doing so much inner work feeling, change that, reframe that. Think of it as an opportunity for growth. Think of it as a blessing that it is now presenting itself to you so that you can finally resolve it. And it must mean that you're ready. Number 13, your unconscious mind is the highly moral part of you. And it's the morality that you are taught and accepted at that young age. So this really leans into the value system, the values that you grew up with, um, the values of family, the values of relationship, the values of career, the values of spirituality, the values of personal development, the highly moral part of you. It will always be in line with those value systems. So you can trust and know that it's working for you in your favor to preserve those value systems. Number 14, it enjoys serving you and needs clear orders to follow. This one relates really well to that principle of least effort prime directive because when it comes back to habit building and uh, being able to install new programs and strategies and patterns, uh, we want to talk to our subconscious mind lovingly, but firmly. It wants authority. It responds to your authority. It wants you to be the leader. If you're just humming and hawing along, kind of like, I don't know, whatever is going to happen. You don't have a clear picture for what you want next in your life. Your subconscious mind has nothing to go after. It has no clear orders to follow. So that's why vision boards are so powerful at the turn of a quarter, at the turn of a new year. Or writing affirmations are so powerful because your subconscious mind needs something to grasp onto. It wants those clear orders to follow. And if it doesn't have clear orders to follow, it will default into those beliefs, those value systems that you already have that might not be serving you. Number 15. It controls and maintains all perceptions. So again, when we are looking at how we perceive the world, the 126 bits, it is taking care of all of that for us and filtering out all of that for us so we don't have to think about it. And then it's transmitting that information to the conscious mind, feeding us what we need to know consciously in that moment and letting everything else dissolve. Number 16, it generates, stores, and distributes and transmits all energy. Number 17, it maintains instincts and generates habits. So again, feeding back into the path of least resistance. When it recognizes that you're doing something over and over again and you're really starting to incorporate it into your life, it's automatically going to hit a tipping point where it just turns into a habit that you don't have to think about consciously. It just becomes an unconscious response because it is responsible for generating the habits. Number 18, it needs repetition until a habit is installed. The quicker, the better with this one. The quicker that you are repeating a new habit um, and installing it, it's going to lock in deeper. And that's why this program is 90 days so that you have time to integrate everything you're learning over the 90 days. Use it in your real life. 
bring in radical self-care, use these tools for yourself, incorporate this type of learning into your life on a repetitive basis so that we have the longevity of that 90-day time so that by that time, these habits should be installed and to use this container as accountability so that by the time you're done, you're not going to be feeling like, okay, I can I can do this, I can build this on my own. It's automatically going to be, uh, the, the accountability is automatically going to be provided for you. So you have an amazing opportunity to generate new habits around your self-care, around how you refill your own cup, around how you are prioritizing yourself before you give to others in this container automatically because of the duration of the time and because of the the repetition that is going to occur in our time together. Number 19, almost done with the prime directives list, is your unconscious mind is programmed to continually seek more and more. There is always more to discover. And this is really important to know because when we're setting goals, when we're thinking about achievable outcomes, we feel a general momentum and motivation towards those goals when we set them. But as we get closer to achieving them and then when we achieve them, we might feel a little let down if we don't have another goal lined up right after that. Have you ever experienced this? Me and my friend uh, went to art school together and in art school you have a big final thesis project you have to do and you're working up towards that for a whole year and then on the other side of that I remember feeling such a letdown of like what now what now and we actually called it postpartum we called it our postpartum period of time when a big project that took so much energy, so much time is over, and then we're just like, now what? Well, a way to hack that is to have a long list of goals, a long list of reasons that you want to achieve the next thing you want to achieve, and give yourself so many goals to work towards that you're always satisfying that subconscious part of you that is seeking more and more. Not to say that you can't stop and celebrate when you achieve a goal, but to know that you always have more in the horizon. That's why it's really powerful that when you you have your life path uh, and you are thinking out into the future and whether it's six months or a year out, it's amazing to have a list of things that you actually want to achieve 30 years from now, 20 years from now, 10 years from now. Think far out into the future so that you're always satisfying that part of your unconscious mind that is seeking more and more. Because part of the downfall that can happen with achieving big goals is once you're there, you think you don't need to do anything else to maintain it. But a way to hack that is to actually just up the ante and make the goal even bigger. So you can use this to your advantage during our time together because you might have a big goal for by the time that you graduate for 2021 or the middle of December when we graduate. But you can actually break that down into smaller goals so that you're working towards that that whole way through and you're getting those dopamine hits whenever you accomplish a goal. But you know that when you accomplish that goal, there's another goal. Instead of having one big goal of, okay, by this date, I'm going to blah, 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 right? 
it's awesome to have a lot of mini goals that allow you to work towards that. So you're, you're building up all that positive association that comes with um, checking a goal off your list, celebrating it, and then allowing yourself to just know that it's always going to be an evolution. You're never actually going to hit a point in your life where you're just like, okay, I'm happy now. I have everything I want and I'm totally okay. You would become depressed. You would become sad. You would feel unfulfilled. It is your nature to, once you hit that place where you quote unquote think you'll be happy and everything will be fine and all your problems are going to be solved, you will hit that point and you will realize that you are bored. You will realize that your mind naturally is going to start creating new ideas of things you want to do next. My mom has always joked about this with me and said like, wow, Jenna, like you did just achieve this thing. Like you're already thinking about the next thing. And when I learned this information, I could share it with her like, hey, it's my unconscious mind. It's not me. It's just how we're wired. It was so liberating because you want to be able to pause and celebrate those big things. Absolutely. You need to build in a program around allowing yourself time to celebrate and integrate all the things that are happening. But you want to allow yourself to keep moving forward so that you don't hit that place of boredom or you don't hit that place of depression of like, well, I've done everything I'm going to do. That postpartum feeling like that was such a big thing. What can I do now? If you always have these bigger goals on your horizon and these long-term pictures for your life, that's a way to just always keep moving the needle forward, but also not make the thing that you're working towards right now feel so big. When you break it down and you're thinking 30 30 years out in the future and you break it down, okay, these next three months don't actually seem so big, but you know it's going to be part of your foundation and your building block as you go towards the future. And that's what's so powerful about being able to know that it's okay for you to seek more and more. And there's ways to use that to your advantage. And there's also ways to recognize that, pause, stop, and integrate celebration time into your life so that you can build in that dopamine instead of dangling the carrot and always keeping it so far out in your future. You get to celebrate all the good things that are happening for you now. And number 20, last on the list, is your unconscious mind functions best as a whole integrated unit. It does not need parts to function. It works best as a whole integrated unit. And we're going to get more into this later. There's a technique called parts integration where you can identify a part in someone by the way they will verbally say, a part of me feels this, but a part of me feels this. You probably can recognize that you do that quite often yourself. It's it's very common. Now, this part uh, of you that wants this and this other part of you that wants this is a symbol of a split decision, a split feeling where you actually feel two ways about one thing simultaneously. And that's absolutely okay but it doesn't need those parts to function and a lot of people can find great relief in bringing those parts together to integrate. And that's, we'll get into that with the powerful technique parts integration and talking more about parts, but knowing that on a subconscious level, it functions best as a whole integrated unit when you're allowing all these parts to come together. 
is something that you can use to your advantage. Now, I know some people feel really attached to their parts where they want to honor the different parts and that's absolutely okay. It's fascinating to work with the different parts of us, but we're just looking at it through the lens that some people find great relief in being able to bring the things that are conflicting and two sides together towards one. I'm really excited to teach you that technique later on in our time together. Right. How did that one land with you? I told you it was a lot. It was a lot. And if you feel the need to let this sit for a while, maybe come back in a couple days and re-listen, I invite you to do so. Save this, archive this, bookmark this, keep it as a resource you can come back to again and again. Let me know in the comments um, if you're listening to this on Substack, what landed with you and which prime directive you're really taking away with you. Um, me listening back to this again, I am just remembering the parts about like uh, your subconscious mind wants to listen to you. It wants to take orders from you. It wants to serve you. And remembering some of my students that really put this into action with this really fun uh, like nighttime trick of tasking their subconscious mind to find an answer or come up with a solution or have an idea around a certain problem that they were facing or a certain um, like obstacle in their creative practice that they needed the, the next key to. And they would just task their subconscious mind to like go find this while I sleep um, and usually would wake up with idea or clarity, or if not wake up right away, it would come to them like later in the day. And this is so amazing because I just want you to know that even asking your subconscious mind a question, asking you consciously a question, uh, your subconscious mind feels compelled to go searching for the answer. So that's why even if you were to say like, hey, can you find this? subconscious mind, I need help with this, um, that question alone is an order and it tasks your subconscious mind to go find it. Um, doesn't always have the exact timeline, but if you kind of give it a timeline, like while I sleep or, um, while I'm, you know, driving like from point A to point B today on my commute, like help me find the solution setting up those parameters and setting up that invitation in the form of a question can be really powerful. So uh, that's what I love about this work is that there's so much within it. So whenever you listen back to it, your mind is going to pick up different parts. So I would love to know what parts you picked up from this episode today. And if you're just loving these archival podcasts, I invite you to tune in to the next one. And if you aren't already subscribed, make sure that you do so that you are notified when it's live. And if you are starting to think like, oh, I really want to take advantage of the archival sale, just a reminder that the information is down below in the links and you'll have access to the sale at the deepest discounted rate it's ever been until May 31st, 2023. I love you so much. I appreciate you and I look forward to sharing the next clip with you. Have a beautiful rest of your day and take good care of yourself.